everyone. Welcome to the Wharton FinTech Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriela Ariana Campoverde, but you can call me Gabby. Our guest today is Michael Bork, the CEO of Lending Home. Since 2013, Lending Home has offered thousands of real estate investors fix and flip bridge loans and rental loans. Today, it is the only company focused on serving real estate investors across the entire life cycle of a transaction. Lending Home leverages its purpose-built software platform that creates structured data that it uses to help its customers be successful. And they're not kidding around. The company aggregated over 900 million data points across more than 25,000 completed transactions to date. In this episode, we will learn about Lending Home's award-winning loan origination platform, what products real estate investors are looking for, and how Lending Home meets their needs. You will also hear about the company's culture and more on Michael's career in financial planning and analysis, and why he sought a career at the intersection of prop tech and fintech. Now, let's get started. Oh, Michael, thanks so much for being here. Where are you calling from? Hi, Gabby. Nice to see you. I'm, I'm joining you from Whitefish, Montana, uh, where my family and I moved uh, about a year ago during, uh, during COVID. And how has you, the greenery, been treating you so far? It's been great. Uh, don't tell anybody, but Montana's awesome. Uh, we, I've got uh, two teenage boys and, and my wife and I, and you know, we love the outdoors. There's so many things to do here, but it's, it's also a, a really great community. So we, we found a, a new home and, and we're really happy. That's exciting. And it's interesting that you like hit on the note of new homes because I think that's a very relevant theme for today. And you know, would you want to start us off with what is the problem that you guys are trying to solve at Lending Home? Yeah. So, you know, simply simply put today, we're we're really trying to help real estate investors, you know, unlock and monetize the value of, of aged homes uh, really across the country. And so typically this is a, a space that has served by or has been served by you know, local small um, hard money lenders is kind of a name that kind of harkens to the industry of the past, but um, but kind of old school, more offline lenders. And and so we've taken a, you know, we're a technology and a data company, and and it brought a tremendous amount of um, modern technology and capability to really try to help this investor set you know build and grow their businesses. And so um, you know that's who who we serve today, and our customers are are really inspiring. You know, many people have. You know, have an interest in real estate and, and may have gotten um, you know their start in in a trade or as a real estate agent. You know, but have transitioned to to becoming an investor themselves, and it's uh, it's been been a really exciting journey to see. It sounds fascinating, and I'm curious if you can paint a bit more of a picture of like how do these real estate investors get started, and how do they typically hear about you? Yeah, so maybe I'll take. The two questions separate. I mean, how they get started could be they watch a show on HGTV and, and try to give it a go. Um, they, they might see a property down the street that seems uh, like it could be an opportunity to, to fix up and, and monetize somehow, um, you know, or they, they've got connections in, in the industry. A lot of times we see people partner with friends with complementary skills. You know, somebody might have construction experience, somebody might have financial experience, somebody might have, you know, real estate experience. And they pull some money and get started, and so it's uh, you know all it takes is is kind of a demand uh, or desire to learn and, and a willingness to, to put in the work. In terms of how how they find us and, and how we 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 seek to acquire customers, 
Uh, we're in 28 states today, so we have a pretty large coverage over the biggest real estate markets in the country. And you know, it can be done through kind of you know online marketing and and kind of SEO and you know that type of uh, search activity where people can come and and as they're researching about how to you know fix and flip a home or how to become a a, a landlord, they'll hopefully come across uh, some some lending home references and pages and and come to our site to learn more about the process. Um, and then you know the biggest probably driver is is just word of mouth and and recommendations. Um, what we found is this you know real estate investor community is tremendous and and they love sharing their knowledge. They love teaching you know new participants about the industry, how it works, and as well also sharing you know kind of who they work with and who they found success with. And so um, you know about eighty percent of our our transactions in a given month are with repeat customers. And so. We find customers, we serve them really well. We're really proud of that. And, and you know, we're happy to have them tell their friends. That's fantastic. And I'm sure just that metric alone, it shows how much value you bring um, to this community. What is your champion product and what typically is it that this type of investor is looking for? Yeah, so the the primary product or way to think about it is a short-term mortgage uh, or another way to say it is a bridge loan uh, for somebody who wants to buy, renovate, and either sell or uh, kind of refinance into a, a long-term rental loan, you know, a home. And so, you know, you, you watch, you know, different shows on HGTV, you see it happen all the time. They make it look easy, but it's not. Um, and so what, you know, the way to think about it is they take a loan from us as part of the application process, you know, they'll share the details of the home and what they want to uh, do to it. And we call that a scope of work. So here's how much they want to spend. You know, we will evaluate that project using a lot of kind of data analytics and data science, and I'll come back to that in a moment. And we can ultimately predict with pretty good accuracy what the value of that home will be worth once the renovation is complete. And so that drives some of the lending decisions. It also helps make sure that you know we're coaching our customers along the way. You know, that might not make sense, or you might be over renovating for the neighborhood you're in. You know, have you thought about have you thought about these alternatives? Um, and so it gives them kind of the capital they need to to buy, renovate, and then exit that home. Typically, these projects take about eight months, and and that's kind of how long the the loan is outstanding. You know, I talked about kind of the, the data science elements to it, and and that's really I think what what helps make lending home uh, stand apart. Um, whether it's kind of upfront from a customer acquisition perspective, you know, helping identify who the the really active real estate investors are in different markets. You know, understanding their history and and trying to target them from a customer acquisition perspective, you know, or as you you know have a customer now that you have a relationship with, understanding kind of the value creation potential of that home is where I think we stand apart. You know, Lending Home has been around since 2013. We've done over 35,000 transactions, and you know, uh, basically with every transaction we do, we get more data points that kind of feed into our machine learning models that help predict things like the the after repair value of a home. And so we, you know, really use that to help make our customers make good decisions. And you know, to date, about ninety-three percent of of all of our customers have have kind of a simple way to say it is made money, but but exited their projects more than their you know their basis in. And in the industry, the average is about you know seventy-five percent. So you know, we think we're bringing value in terms of a simple process. It's all online. It's very transparent, but actually providing real value, not just kind of a, a fancy website where they can transact, but but one that also gives them real intelligence. That's great. And, you know, in the end of the day, it's what these investors want. They want something that's going to work, have a great user experience, but also be good to them as far as the bottom line goes. And with your current market, what are the the other players that they would typically lend from? And how is it that lending home 
would um, interact with them. Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned kind of some of the, the traditional players in the space. It could be, you know, local players, credit unions, you know, hard money lenders or private lenders is maybe another way to, to say that. But, you know, they're very usually geographically constrained. Maybe only will work in a couple zip codes where, you know, they're comfortable, more manual paper-based processes. And so like everything that's kind of, you know, taken place in terms of kind of technological innovation over the last 20 years, we've brought that to the space. And so if you take a simple example, like online banking, you would never go to a, a bank or credit union today where you couldn't kind of go online, deposit checks using photos and, and things like that. It's just the way we've become now accustomed to being served. The same thing is taking place in consumer mortgage with a lot of the big players seeking to have kind of a more wing-to-wing experience led by companies like Zillow and Opendoor. Well, we brought kind of the same level of innovation now to kind of the business purpose lending and specifically focused on real estate investors. And it's been an awesome transformation. And, you know, we're really excited by the progress we've made so far. And how have you seen like the growth in this type of real estate investment segment, like change across like, the past eight years? And like typically how large are the loans that you would fund? Yeah, so... Um, the typical kind of bridge loan or to, to fix and flip a house, um, it, it's going to depend where you're based and, and kind of where you are. If you're operating in Southern California or the San Francisco Bay Area, just home price differences are so extreme. Um, the loans are going to be bigger. Um, but at Lending Home, we our typical loan size, and it varies quarter to quarter, but it's probably around $250,000. And so we're really focused on being able to take advantage of our technology to serve you know, kind of Main Street USA or, or all the markets out there. Um, you know, we're not dependent on big loan sizes to, to show growth. We, we really, uh, with our technology, can serve, you know, homes everywhere uh, in the country equally. And, and so have, have taken a very kind of units focused approach um, where we're focused on that, that individual transaction and, and serving that customer well, where you'll see some competitors in our space who've gotten bigger. They've, they've gotten bigger by focusing on those, those larger home sizes or in geographies where, where home prices are more expensive, but that, that doesn't really scale. Um, they bring manual processes. They do everything kind of with credit committees, and that's tough to scale scale nationally like we have. In terms of kind of the the other part of the question around kind of growth and just how the the industry has changed, you know, I think you've seen some some pretty big shifts over really the last decade. But going back to to the formation of of the company, you know, coming out of the financial crisis, there were kind of all these vacant properties. Um, there was a lot of you know opportunity for people to come in. Do a simple renovation and you know create uh, opportunity for for real value creation. Home prices were also so depressed that as the economies recovered in different parts of the country, it was easy for people to make returns. Over really the last seven or eight years, that 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 changed. You know any you know simple economics, any any industry with a lot of profit is going to attract more people, and and so as more and more people became active you started seeing people need to do more value add repair and so take more risk or do deeper renovations to really create value in the property so that's been something that we've been able to you know to support nicely just given kind of the, the all the data and analytics that we have we can understand you know what renovations make sense and what don't in in certain areas and then really what you've seen now with kind of the explosion really in household formations coming out of the uh, certainly covid but even before that um, you know, with kind of the millennial generation is the emergence of the, the single family rental space and, um, you know, people, you know, becoming more long-term renters in suburban homes. Um, you've seen a ton of institutional capital enter, enter the space, um, but even then it's still, you know, a single digit percentage of, 
of the total kind of landlords in, in the country. But I think that's a trend that's probably here to stay. Um, and so, you know, one of the things we've done in, in our strategy is began offering a rental product, um, you know, to support our real estate investors who, who want to grow and take advantage of that new trend as well. Yeah. And can you describe the, the rental loan product a bit more for our users? Sure. So a simple way to think about it is, you know, you, you let's say somebody wants to buy a home and become a landlord and have a, a long-term tenant in there. That's the, the most common. Um, there are some other products out there now targeting people who want to do short-term rentals. But, you know, the, the majority of, of the industry is focused on kind of long-term, long-term tenants. Um, and so it's a way you can come, you can get a similar loan term in terms of features like a 30-year fixed, a, a five, seven, but you know, five one seven one arm things like that, and and ultimately gets underwritten just based on what do we think the kind of cash flow generation, you know, potential of that property is, and you know, does it make sense long term when you factor in taxes, insurance, and 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 having a you know a long term tenant in there, and so it's really become an interesting space, um, especially kind of you know against the backdrop of of the economy and thinking about potential longer term inflationary cycle. Um, you know, real estate is generally also seen as as a good inflation hedge, and if if there is inflation, rents can change, and so you know the sense is that it's a good place for people to park part of their wealth as well. Interesting, and I want to go back to the point that you mentioned about serving your clients nationwide. Have you seen any interesting trends or ways that the twenty eight different markets that you serve have interacted with your product or? the different ways in which real estate investors are placing their or gathering together a portfolio? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think real estate's a very local game. And so you have some environments today where, you know, if you take Austin, you know, just absolutely exploded through COVID, you've seen a massive influx of builders. Um, you know, the one thing about Austin is it's not really constrained by geography, so you can continue to, to expand and expand further outside the city. And so you're seeing that take place. And so the properties in and around kind of the, the more desirable areas, the city center, they all were, were rapidly, not, I don't want to say picked through because that's not the right, the right way to think about it, but where there was kind of opportunity, um, you know, people very quickly went and, 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 and tried to buy those properties and, and renovate them to, to meet the demand. You know, other areas like we've seen in, in Georgia and parts of Florida are more planned, like build for rent communities where you actually have a developer go in, buy a large plot of land and might build, you know, 50, 100, 150 homes with the intent purpose of, of renting them out to long-term renters. And so, you know, that's a dynamic that's taken place, you know, in sub-markets. And then in, in other areas where you just have um, high levels of density, you know, the Northeast, um, parts of California, you know, it, it really is through... There, there's really no expansion opportunity, and so it's it's kind of in place renovations, and and that's that continues to drive those markets. Awesome, and I just want to say I don't want to miss out on this like this award mention. Um, in two thousand one, you were awarded with the fintech breakthrough best loan origination platform. Can you talk a bit more about what drives innovation within lending home? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And look, we're always proud to have our teams recognized for, you know, the capability they have and, and, and what we've built. You know, kind of innovation at, at Lending Home is, is really focused on trying to help, help make sure our customers can continue to find success in working with us. And um, everything kind of drives back from, uh, from the customer. And so 
as we think about the platform we've built, you know, the idea was to have a platform that could operate, you know, wing to wing, have an integrated kind of full marketing stack, have, you know, kind of your typical, you know, online funnels where customers could come in and, and be served in different ways and routed into different parts of the company uh, seamlessly and successfully to kind of automated, you know, or enhanced kind of underwriting decisions and, and be served quickly. And so we, we, we built this kind of wing to wing platform with that in mind. Um, to give them a simple, transparent experience and one where it didn't feel like, uh, you know, in a traditional mortgage sense, like a file was just being passed desk to desk as it worked through the process, but rather information was being acted on as soon as it was available. Um, and this really allowed us to give people a great experience, a transparent experience, and, and also a quick one. And so we're really proud of that. And so as we sit here today, uh, we're very focused on continuing to make that even better. You know, finding ways to get even more information that, that, that might be available in the world kind of you know, uh, handled automatically to, so you don't have to ask customers for it. You can just take advantage of, of information you might have at hand and allow you know, us to make decisions quickly. A simple example and one that, that we're really proud of and what it did for customers as well as, as for our teams is how we made some changes to kind of our evaluation review process. And so as the real estate markets have kind of exploded this year. You know, we've grown really quickly and found ourselves with almost too much volume to fulfill. And so it's it's put a big strain on our teams. And one of the things that we were able to do, and, and our folks have been running kind of analysis in the background for over a year, using kind of machine learning models to, to kind of predict the you know some of the, the valuation features on on the homes that were coming in. And almost out of necessity, we we turned that on to to be able to give our team some excess capacity. And so, you know, for for some of the simpler projects that would come in allow the machine analysis to, to kind of indicate how we felt on, on some of the valuation parameters. And in doing so, you know, got great productivity, allowed our teams to process even more, uh, more loans in that team, you know, every day, but also giving our customers um, almost an instant, you know, assessment in terms of that, that area of, of the process. And so, you know, that's a simple example where maybe, you know, somebody looking on from the outside won't, won't see it or, or appreciate it. Um, but in terms of, of being, data-backed and simple, both for our teams and for our customers, it's, it's worked out really well. It also seems like an amazing way to empower the investor. And, you know, we always love asking about company culture here. And I know you're relatively new um, to Lending Home. How would you describe the company's culture? Yeah, so, so I took over um, as the CEO in, in December, but I have been with, with Lending Home since 2018. And, and so, have really gotten to see, uh, you know, the culture change over those years. And so, you know, at, at Lending Home today, we have, you know, kind of five core values, you know, do better for customers daily, think like an owner, find a way to win, deliver high impact results, and win together with purpose. And we really stress in, in the company is, is these values. And, you know, it's the same expectation, whether it's your first day in the company, or you've been here three years like me, or seven years like some of our, our longest tenured employees in that we aspire to be better at these values each and every day, and that we make sure that you really make it into each conversation. And so as we've grown uh, rapidly this year in terms of adding headcount, you know, one of my biggest concerns as the CEO is how do we make sure that we continue to fight for our, our culture, that we make sure that every new employee comes in and, and understands the importance. And so you know, we're really excited by it. You know, we're thrilled to have the people we have. I think it's a rarity, you know, in just given a lot of different companies and work environments I've worked in, but um, we've got great people. Um, they're highly motivated. They work together kind of with those values in mind and it's become a pretty powerful machine. Sounds like quite the machine. And you've been here for three years now. 
What made you interested in joining a position in the real estate market? Yeah, great question. I think the bigger change in my mind was was really moving closer to, to technology. And so, you know, in, in my career, my background, I, I had the kind of good fortune of starting my career with, with GE and spent 15 years at different businesses within GE and GE Capital, kind of growing up inside the, the finance track and growing into an executive and senior executive of the company there. Got to see a lot of different businesses, got to work in a lot of different countries and really gave me, um, I'd say, broad leadership expertise and, and business expertise. You know, After that, I, I spent four years as the CFO of a, a public uh, mortgage company called Aquin and led that company through some, some tough times facing kind of the fallout of the financial crisis and rapid growth and, and regulatory scrutiny, but ultimately proud to, to see the company through the challenges that we had. Um, and so as I was thinking about my next career move, it really was, you know, in my mind, you know, the desire was to try to get closer to, to kind of the, the technology industry. And it's one of those things where I feel like if you're not on, if you're not involved in tech in some way, you're kind of on the wrong side of history, just given how the evolution is taking place across the country, across every industry and how we, we live and work. And so for me, I felt like this was a little bit of a blind spot and had the you know good fortune of meeting Matt uh, Humphrey, who's one of Lenning Homes co-founders back in 2015. And Built a good relationship with him over the years, and you know, coming to Lending Home was an opportunity for me to learn, but also to to bring kind of the the skills that I built up over the years and, and into a kind of a fast growing you know company, and and so that was what really drove you know the decision to move to Lending Home, and uh, I couldn't be happier with how it's turned out. It sounds like a fascinating journey, and I think you forgot to mention one thing: your MBA at the Wharton School. <laughs> Yeah. So always happy to have a, an alum on the show. You know, as you're here in the middle of like tech and fintech and the real estate um, industry, like what are some interesting themes that you know you've gotten to learn more about from your seat and from the real estate investors that you work with every day? I think there's a couple a couple of interesting things I'd say. I'd say first from you know being part of lending home. It's really interesting in that we have we have experts from many different types of industries and types of companies. You have we have product experts who who really come out of you know have a tech background. Um, we have engineers who you know basically build build things for a living and write code. You have people who spend a long time in the mortgage industry and understand literally here's what it takes to kind of create a mortgage and has seen you know massive amounts of of change take place there and. And inside Lending Home, we we come together as one. So we're we're really focused on building building hard things and and have to lean on each other for for our different areas of expertise. And so I think that kind of diversity of experience has made us a great company and one where we're able to continue to to get the best of of each of these different areas and and put it into our business, our product, and our offering for customers um, and be successful. I, I think that's been been great. And what's in store for Lending Home? Yeah, so um, you know, we we announced last last month that we're rebranding the company to to Kiavi, and it's a big step for us, and we're really excited. I think the you know the idea is that we've we've built up a leadership position with our real estate investor customers on the backs of of a great lending product and great service and and great analytics. Um, but the idea is that you know there's a lot more that we think we can do to help them be even more successful in their transactions, and so there's a desire to to try to serve them. More across kind of the the value chain or or the life cycle of a real estate transaction, 
um, to help them be even more successful. And so, like a simple example, you know, we we have a lot of data and analytics inside the company. You know, one of the things that we'd like to be able to do is is put the power of that information more in the hands of our customers sooner in the process to help them evaluate opportunities, to help think about what might be possible, to help maybe optimize projects on the way in and help again inform good decisions. Um, and that's just one example. And so whether it's you know how they think about finding properties, how they thinking about financing them, the renovation work they do, and ultimately monetizing that property, I think there's opportunities for lending home and soon to be Kiabi to to play a big role there. And so you know the the name lending home was is a great name, and we're really proud of it. Um, but I think it's a little bit limiting against the the future vision that we have for the company. You know, you can Google and find I don't know eight or nine companies that start with the name lending and. Uh, I won't shame them, but a, a close family member, you know, can ask me seemingly all the time or in different times, you know, oh, so how are things at, at, at lending X, lending Y, um, never getting lending home correct. And so if uh, a close family member has that challenge, how must a real estate investor think? And so for us, it's really just an opportunity to distinguish ourselves. We think we're distinguished today in the market and, you know, having a name that I think reflects that and, and also speaks to the bigger, broader ambition uh, was really what drove the change. We're all really excited to hear how you guys at Kiabi now uh, will create even more value for your real estate investors. So I know we are almost running out of time, but it wouldn't be our podcast without a fun question. And as you mentioned in the beginning of, of our session together, you recently moved to Montana. Well, not so recently. It's been a year. But what's been the best part about it? Yeah, I think it's really the combination of factors. You know, I think, you know, we've moved around a lot in our lives. My wife and I have been married 18 years. I think we've lived in eight or nine different places. And so we've we've kind of learned that home is where you make it as a family. And so, you know, we found a great community here in town. We found a you know a great community with our church. The kids are have are are kind of thriving in the schools and um, they're both very active in hockey. And so um, you know, they found kind of good community there as well. And so I'd say that the intersection of all those all those things going well against the backdrop of of just a gorgeous part of the world has really made uh, has really made it a great transition for us. And you know we're very grateful for all the tools that we have and and being able to be a remote first company um, has enabled this to, to to really happen. And so you know been able to to take advantage of of this and and have a little bit of fun at the same time. I'm sure our listeners have loved hearing more about Montana and. You know, definitely going to put it on my list of places to go in the next few months. Uh, well, Michael, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. And it's been so nice to talk to you know, someone who's also another Warren MBA. So thank you again. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You too, Gabby. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Warren FinTech Podcast. If you love our show, please write us a review or engage with us on social media. We greatly appreciate your support and it helps us spread the word to more listeners. If you want more content from our fintech community, please subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Medium at Warren Fintech. Here you'll access interviews, articles, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. As always, a very special thank you to our wonderful editor, Rafael Ostria. Until next time, your host, Gabby.